0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. And we are so glad that you have joined us today as we start the conversation around the hurdles and challenges that we face in our calling to make disciples. Stay tuned for the whole episode as we are confident that you will find some valuable tips that you can use in your life of disciple making. If you are new to the podcast, we would love for you to stay and listen to all of our past episodes. And please take a moment when you are done listening to put in a comment and rate the podcast as that really helps helps to improve the visibility of this podcast for others. For now, though, let's jump right into the conversation right this way. In the next few episodes, um, what we kind of wanted to talk about um, is the... The, the hurdles. Sometimes the hurdles that we see or that we hear, as people who equip and people who work with disciple makers or work with believers in Christ, followers of Christ, um, we we have these conversations, and sometimes these main like uh, hurdles or main scenarios come up. Or main, just like uh, uh yeah. ups <laughs> Things that will stop us from following that calling to make disciples. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to kind of cover some of the main ones. And there's more than what we'll Many more uh, kind of excuses, kind of reasons to hold us back. Yeah. Um, But I think one of the biggest ones and and one of the things that we see all the time is that life is just busy. busy, (laughs) Right. So busy. There are so many things that we uh, we try to fit in. Mm -hmm. So then we get to disciple making and we think of it. I think it's just kind of almost a perception thing, but we're, we're trying to shove it into there. Yeah. And I don't have time. I don't have time to invest in building a relationship with someone, finding someone like finding a men- mentor person, somebody to mentor. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Um. I, I got to take all the kids to, to practices <laughs> and to school. And, and, to the, baby's whine, and, and the baby's whining and the middle crying. one's sick. And, and I got to schedule a doctor appointment. And my, and my <laughs> children's pastor's always asking me to volunteer for stuff. <laughs> and I just, I don't have time to fit this thing in. So, so what, what would kind of you say is um,
1: why do we see that? And and what would be something to combat that? I think some of the traditional responses uh, to this question is that of priorities. You know, you, we got the kids ministry example where you got, you take a glass jar and you have it, um, full of sand and then you try to fit rocks in you tell the kids like when you don't put God first (laughs) (laughs) you know it's the things are not going to fit in you're not going to be able to fit the bigger stuff in you got to put the big rocks in first then little rocks and the sand filters all through Um, so the typical answer to this question is about priorities Um, but honestly one of the ways that I look at discipleship is not even it's it's not a part of my life it is my life it is the essence of what I am called or we as christians are called to do mm-hmm. and so discipleships should be interwoven into everything that i'm doing yeah and so following jesus is interwoven into everything that i'm doing um if i'm washing the dishes then mm-hmm. i can still put on some worship music right. <laughs> you know right. and i can still uh to be talking to God while I'm scrubbing that, that gunk on there that, cause I left that dish in the sink for too long. (laughs) You know, I can still be building my relationship with Jesus and also possibly building relationship with others. Mm-hmm. I can be inviting other people to my house. Hey, I'm just cleaning my house. You want to come hang over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's so weird. Cause we got to have our house perfect before people come that's over. Right. It has to. But I can't tell you how many times I've invited a youth over to be like, Hey, cause they've been saying they want to hang out. I'm like, listen, I'm mowing my lawn today. You want to come mow my lawn with me? Yeah, <laughs> You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um. And so it's, it can be incorporated into everything that we do. It doesn't have to be something that we have to fit in the time. wise.
0: Sure. Because, we talked about in the previous podcast with the who what where and when yeah um if you haven't listened to those go back and listen to those episodes but we've talked about the fact that the disciples that are most natural like the first ones that are the most natural to make you already have a relationship with whether it's family or friends or your co-workers or whoever it might be like you don't have to find time to be with them Mm -hmm. you just have to find like a way to make Jesus in that part. Like, uh, and and you have to make him somehow stand out in that so that your conversations is, are wrapped around um, who you are as a follower of Christ. And, and what you might do, and how you might act, and how you would respond to a a work problem. Maybe there's something coming up that's a it's a really big deal at work, and there's some drama at work, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you enter in some peace and some some joy into that conversation, some some kindness, right? When everybody's gossiping about the that particular coworker, maybe maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm the person that kind of stops that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then people start to ask questions. Well, why? This is just something we all do. We yeah, just talk yeah. about each other. <laughs> what are you talking well, about? Why? We're why all joking. Not, we're just joking on yeah, this. Why person. are you yeah. not talking about that person? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm not talking about that person because they're not here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and I don't want to talk about somebody who's not here. Right. Because mm-hmm. I want to bring peace and I want to bring continuity and I want to bring people together. I don't want to bring division into to the world. Right. So, so those kind of um, ways that we can, Build disciples because you never know what questions they're going to ask later down the road. Mm -hmm. You don't know what scenarios are going to come up in their life that they're going to need somebody to talk to. And I don't know how many times at work I've had people come to me that I don't really even know that well, but just because they know of kind of what I do or where I, you know, that, you know, Tim's the pastor, right? Like, so they'll come ask me questions about what I would do in a certain situation because they know who I am, which is why they're also watching us. And I would say to the average kind of follower of Jesus Christ, if you've said that you're a follower of Jesus Christ to people around you, they're also watching how you act. right? Yes. And it's a great way to, to to be able to make those disciples routinely in
1: your um, in your everyday lunch break at work or whatever. We want to live our life and disciple as we go That's throughout right. our life. That's right. And so um, one of some of the things that I'm really working on um, personally is including Christ in conversation um, because <laughs> like I'm, I'm a thinker, I'm a planner, I'm a doer, I'm, I'm going to get this done. You know, yeah. <laughs> and right. I even was um, I know my natural events. Uh just the other day. I had stepped out of the hallway and, saw somebody and we had talked about doing something earlier and so i was like hey um in order to do this i've got to get this done and then uh if you can go help my wife with who's doing this that would speed things up and we can get to the thing that we got to do together Mm -hmm. uh sooner and then i noticed that this person was visibly upset and i was like Oh no, <laughs> I just like, I just jumped right yeah. into my natural bent of doing things and didn't mm-hmm. see the person that I was talking to. Um, and so I made it a point to apologize. Then I'm like, listen, I I need to get better at this. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is what Christ has called us to, to mm-hmm. see people where they are and to love them where they are. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get better at, even in my conversations, like In moments like that, where I'm apologizing, I'm going to bring up, this is what God has called me to. Or in moments like you, your example with the gossiping, it's like, all right, this is, this is why, because God has called me not to bring division into communities. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so even if that's, it's as simple as that statement, you know, you're still living that light and showing not just, well, this is just who I am and what I do, but this is the source. This Mm -hmm. is the reason Um, of who I am and what I do. Yeah. And so we want to, incorporate him into even our conversations, mm-hmm. even into the words that we say. Um, and that will make a make it a visible representation of where Jesus is and where God stands in our lives. And
0: I think that so to go back to your your example with the jar and the you know, the, the bigger objects go in first mm-hmm. and then the other stuff comes around for <laughs> how much of a, when do you stop to take a reflection of, are the things that are making my life so busy that I'm, cause you were just saying like, I'm, I'm going from one place to the next place. Mm -hmm. I might see somebody walk out in the hall, but I don't really have time to stop and have a 30 minute conversation with this person because I have to get to my next thing. Mm Right. Like I have to get to the next thing. I have to go to, to the next practice and all that kind of stuff. So how often would you like kind of take stock of what those things are in my life? Like, do I add that or do I take that out? Because it's, it's causing me to be too busy to
1: see the people around me. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So I'm guessing what you're saying is, um, what I would say is a twice a year, typically I do it during our 21 days. Like yeah. you mentioned, our church is in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, and we do this uh, twice a year. So we do it at the beginning of the year to give God the first of the year. And then we do it at the beginning of the school year. So in August and to give God the first of the year. And so, um, typically I'll take both of those times as a, I'll look at my life and see where my priorities lay. Um, mm-hmm. and so where am I spending the most time really? Yeah. Um. And so in those things, that's where I'm, I'm going to fast those things that are taking the most time or are the most important to me. Um, because I want my priorities to be fixated on what God has called and is calling me to do. And so, um, typically twice a year, I'll do a big overview, look at my priorities. Um, but as far as like in little instances, like, Oh man, I, when I see that I overstep a boundary, you know, when I see, and I know my natural bent to be task oriented and I see that I wasn't, I didn't see this person in that moment. Um, I may not like in that specific instance, the person had walked away to go do what I asked them to do. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I had called after them because I asked them if they were okay. They said no. I, they walked away. and I was like, I'm so sorry. But then I made it a point to come back to them at a later date, um, at a later time to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so um, I think when we see our priorities and we, re- we recognize and place our priorities where they should be, mm-hmm the moment that we recognize that it's not aligned, that's where we've got to step in and either apologize if it was Mm -hmm. hurting to a person or reevaluate and go, all right, Mm -hmm. why did that go wrong? Why did I mess that up? How can I do better in the future? And you know, we don't have to beat ourselves up. There's always grace, but being able to see that in those moments and say, all right, make a plan for the future, make it better. Yeah. Um, I think those are just those. So you got those constant little adjustments, but then you've got those two big adjustments. Yeah.
0: I I think a a slower pace, if we can find ourselves a way to, to live in this world with a slower pace of life, like, and still still accomplish things and still do, we got to go to work. We got to, you know, we, I, we all enjoy sports and those, you know, going to, going to soccer and going to football and all that kind of stuff. We, we enjoy those things, but finding a way to do those with a slower pace where it's not as rigidly scheduled, that's that the schedule is not, um, oh, commanding me. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's not it's not running my life. My schedule is not running my life. I'm running my life and I'm in charge of that schedule. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good like kind of way to flip it in a mindset. Cause I think sometimes I feel like my, my schedule and the things that I have to do are running, are running my life Mm -hmm. and I'm not in control of it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, I am in control of it. I just don't think that way. And so yeah. I have a hard time saying no to things sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, and, and so I have tried in recent times to be, I, I can't do all of this. Mm-hmm. right? So so I'll, let me find the right things that I can do and the things that I want to do because I want to do those things. But I also have to, there has to be space for those things those main priorities, right? Those, that disciple making is one of those things that has to be in there. And if I don't have time for that, something's got to, something's got to go. That Mm -hmm. can't be the thing that goes. Um, And I I talked about a slower pace. And one thing that uh, one instance I was my, my in-laws live right down the road from us. And so a lot of times the kids will, kids and I will walk over to to the in-laws house to spend time with, you know, Grammy poppy. Right. So, I a lot of times I've got 10 things I need to do at the house and I just am getting the kids over there and they want to work they want to go over and I want to walk over with them so I'm walking at my pace and they're kind of following behind me and and they're they're obviously not as fast of walkers as I am so I just i I just kind of go mm-hmm. and they'll get there. They know the way. So they're following mm-hmm. me and, and they 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 see where I'm going so they can follow where I'm going, right? And they can follow footsteps if I got too far away. But one day I uh I decided I'm I'm just gonna walk at their pace. Right. And so I slowed down and I walked at the pace of my youngest child, right? And I just Took a step every time I needed to take a step, yeah. right? And it wasn't very fast, but we talked about so much stuff on the way over. We saw, like, we talked about leaves that were on the ground. Mm-hmm. And we talked about all kinds of stuff but just on the short walk from my house to my to my in laws' house, and it just kind of was a, a visible reminder to me that those people that we that God puts into our lives that we're trying to make disciples of. Right. I need to walk at their pace, not my Mm -hmm. pace.
1: That's good. So
0: when we're at, when we say like there's that common phrase that Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Yes. That's that. That is absolutely correct. And they will follow, but I kind of almost need to, to, to walk at that pace. Mm -hmm. I can't just walk at whatever pace I want. Hopefully you keep up because we'll leave a lot of people partially made disciples in the dust. Mm -hmm. And we need to slow down, take our time and whether it's physically slow down and take some stuff out of our life, walk slower physically, walk slower through church, right? Like on Sunday morning, right? When you see those people and you're walking
1: through church, like that's one thing we say frequently, walk slowly
0: through the halls, halls because, because sometimes grocery store, church, wherever I'm walking past someone and I say, Hey, how you doing? And I'm already past them. Like I'm, I'm I can't, I don't, obviously I don't care Mm -hmm. how they're actually doing because I'm way past them already. So they call back to me and I kind of turned my head. I'm doing all right. Good, good, good to see you. And we're already gone to do our other thing. If they actually had like your, your person who was upset, if they actually had something that they needed to share or something they needed to talk about, I obviously didn't care. I was not the person who was going to listen to that. So I've tried to, also, in this in this
1: year, in this last month or so, like walk slower around in my life, or just so be basically, more observant as I walk around. Basically, what you're saying is, if you want to be intentional about walking slower in your life, borrow a friend's toddler yes. and, and take right. them for a walk. Borrow <laughs> a
0: friend's toddler. That's right. That's a good <laughs> idea. Take them for a walk. Let's and all go, go at their to, their to a toddler park. <laughs> they are
1: interested in everything, 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 everything and everyone. Take them yes. to the grocery store. Like that's one thing I'm intentional about with my daughter um who is about 19 months almost 20 months old um in I am very intentional about moving it with her pace. Yeah. And so if we've got to go to the grocery store, I know it's going to be a long trip. <laughs> and yeah. So I'll put her on the, I'll let her sit on the ground. She loves to push the cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll push the cart around. Um, but then she'll, she'll get five feet down and go, Ooh, what's that? And walk over and pick up yeah. the giant jar of cheese puffs. <laughs> and we're like, put it in the cart or then I'll sneak it back on the shelf. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like being intentional about moving at their pace. And one thing as well, that I learned in uh, lead like a shepherd um, that was a book that we read as a staff um, the shepherd sheep are actually terrified of moving water <laughs> and so but as people that are avid hikers may know moving water is typically the cleanest um, it's the safest to drink you don't want to drink water that's still and stagnant and got algae and bugs and all that stuff you want to drink the water that's moving but sheep will not drink moving water mm-hmm. they're just they're dumb <laughs> And so uh, what the shepherds would typically do, they would go to a stream that's moving and they would dam up the stream to make the water still. Mm -hmm. And so in Psalms 23, where Mm. David's saying, you are the Lord, you are my shepherd. He's saying, you lead me beside the still waters. that's one thing that as pastors and as I would even say as disciple makers, it's it's moving at their pace. It's being able to see where they are and making things accessible to them where they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We be able to like make that because as a disciple maker, I'm giving the person that I'm making that disciple. I'm I'm sharing with them something that I've found that I want them to understand. I want them to see who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. what he can be in their lives. And and once they see that and we grow together, like I feel like that's when we've made them that disciple once they see that. But until they see that, I have to I have to teach. I have to teach them from what they know, not from Mm -hmm. what I know, Mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, so many times I've led a class and I, for a long time, wasn't communicating well because I was speaking from my knowledge and using uh, like idiosyncrasies and different, (laughs) like, um, just common language and Christianese speak that, that I thought everybody knew, Mm -hmm. but they didn't. And so when I would say things, they were like, I'm lost. I don't know what you're talking about. And they won't say, I
1: don't know that word. They're not going to do that. They they
0: don't want to admit that they don't know anything. Right. So I, you had to break it down to find out what they knew. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, okay, now I know what, you know, now I can build off of that to get to where we need to go. Mm -hmm. But until I. Learn what you know and and take the time to 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 be authentic and to be take make an investment in you and understand who you are and I, I won't I won't be able to lead you anywhere mm-hmm. if I don't know if I don't first learn about you and discover like what your life is like so that I can relate to things in your life and, yeah. and
1: understand things. We want to be able to share our lives with people and grow together. We That's want right. to be able to do that. Um, we're re- currently, the book that we're reading is uh, trust by Dr. Henry cloud. Okay. Um, and my goodness, it's been really good. Um, but one of the things that, um, it's mentioned in there and I've learned through previous, uh, courses and experience, um, is, you know, the the development of trust between a child and a mother is extremely, extremely important for the rest of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, infants and toddlers, if they don't feel like they're in a safe and trusting or if they don't trust their caregiver, if they don't feel like they're in a place that they're going to be cared for and um, loved on, then they will not venture out to explore. Uh, mm-hmm. whereas mothers are typically the caregivers, the ones that invite people in that want to care and trust, and they're going to keep you safe. Fathers are the ones that are going to push you out to do things. Um, but unless that trust, that care is established, toddlers won't venture out into the other room because then they, they don't think that room is safe if mom's not there Hmm. but if they know that mom is going to care for them even when they're in that other room they have that internal mama um, they can venture out into the other room and go play or venture out and go see that dog because they know dad's going to make sure that dog doesn't mom's going to make sure that dog doesn't hurt me and so with that It's the same way with people that we want to invest in and disciple. We've got to make sure we establish that bond of trust first, that you know who I am. I know who you are. I care about you. I want the best for you. And once that trust is established, then we're able to venture out and grow and stretch Mm -hmm. from there. I think that's so it's
0: so key to like in the. In the conversations we had before, in the interview that we had with my parents, like in that podcast, mm-hmm. like all of it kind of brought out like disciple making is built off of like a relationship mm-hmm. that you build. And and that relationship can't be built very well by coming in almost as a as a salesperson. Mm hmm. For what you want them to understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, and saying, first off, like my goal in this is to, you know, I, I really want you to, to know some, like, I want you to buy this thing and I'm going to make you a convert, right? Like I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to sell this I'm gonna to come you. Knock on your door. right? Like, hey, have you heard about it? <laughs> and, and not to say that there isn't a place sometimes for like evangelism in that way, but most, most of the time disciples are made through up through a relationship. And I have to build that relationship first. Mm -hmm. So many people at my, at at work, they know who I am. They know what I do, but lots of times I don't, I don't really, I don't really talk. Every conversation is not like a, a, a gospel presentation exactly because I'm building a relationship with them. So they know that I actually care about who they are Mm -hmm. right now, just like Jesus cares about who they are right now. Like Mm -hmm. I, I need to care about them. And then, yes, of course, everyone uh, we know, I know they know I would love for them to follow Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want them to know who he is, but, but if they, if they don't see first that I can love like he does Mm -hmm. and and be in their lives, regardless of who they are, because I, if Jesus loves them right where they are, then I need to love them right where they are. Yeah. Then, then, then I'm not going to go anywhere with that. Right. Like you said with the toddlers with, with not venturing out, they're not going to trust me. They're not going to ask questions. They're not going to come to me for advice. They're not going to, they're going to know that I'm just going to kind of try to sell them this thing that I want them to have you know, this ticket to heaven, right? Like I want to sell mm-hmm. them this thing I, and, and I want them to have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. And if they first can't have a relationship with me, I need to, I need to be that example.
1: Yeah. Right. Guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. One of the things that we say with the kids um, or say to our leaders in the kids ministry is that um, a kid is going to have a hard time knowing who God is until they know someone who knows who God is.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, exactly.
1: the kids are going to have a hard time knowing God who, they can't see, they can't touch, and sometimes they, they don't feel like they can pray and talk to and hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but once they connect with a leader who knows God, who knows how to pray and talk to God, who knows how to listen to God's voice, who knows how to read this word and understand who he is, um, then they're able to see that connection and see how to get to know who God is. And then the kids can start to get to know who God is. Um, but they, they're not going to be able to do that if left to their own devices, if, um, left out on their own and, Unless they know someone who knows God, yeah. Um,
0: So the uh, we as we go throughout the 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 life, the soccer practices, the um, football practices, the plays, the the different things, the church events that we go to, the our work, our school, um, our our dates with our kids our walks around the trails like whatever all it might the be that all the things that things like um we can we can adapt we can connect with the people in those times and then discipleship will come from that. Disciple making will come from those things. If we're authentic, if we're ourselves, if we're in the places that we know that God has directed us to be and not made our own schedules for things, but taking the time to evaluate those things, pray about those things. I know this is where God has me. And if God has me in this place, he's going to bring people into that space Mm -hmm. that I, that he wants me to meet. Um, and, uh, so, so living a like a God ordained like I'm following Christ, I'm following what he wants for my life. And then just not being afraid to to put him into those conversations mm-hmm. and talk about those things and adapt to those. Yeah. It'd be really
1: easy to publish a calendar that we say, you know, hey if you're a disciple of Jesus, follow this calendar, you're good to go. But everybody's calendar is different. So discipleship is going to look different for every single person. Every single gift is different. Mm -hmm. Every person has a different personality. And so um, discipleship is going to look different for every single person. You've got to be able to adapt. And then, but while you're looking at your schedule and you recognize that discipleship is a part of who I am and it's what I do and I'm including Jesus in everything that I do, then how can I connect with people? And then how can I disciple people? How can I build the trust? And then how can I encourage than moving forward.
0: Thank you for sticking with us. We are so grateful. We know that there are many things that you need to do, but you chose to invest this time and learn more about how to make disciples as you follow Jesus. We really want to hear from you. We would love to hear about the disciple makers in your life, those people that God used to make you into the follower of Jesus you are today. You can message us on our Salt Shaker Ministries Facebook page, or you can visit our website, saltshakerministries.org, And click the button at the top of the page that says, share your story. We hope to hear from you soon. And until next time, keep following Jesus. And as you do, bring someone with you. Because a life of disciple making is right this way.